This episode is brought to you by Looking Glass Gems, beautiful, affordable crystal rhinestones. Visit lookingglassgems.com to shop now. Coming September 18th through the 21st in Philadelphia, Burlesque and Beyond, America's only free festival for cabaret culture. Find Burlesque and Beyond on Facebook to learn more. I will see you there. Hello, ducklings. This is Blanche Debris, and you're listening to The Pasty Tapes, a burlesque podcast by Show My More, the steamiest Asian dumpling. Thank you for listening to The Pasty Tapes. I am your host, Show My More, the steamiest Asian dumpling, recording today live from my car in my parking spot in Chicago. This episode was sponsored by super fan friend level supporters in the Pasty Tapes fan club, Bella Adana from Phoenix, and Kyle H., the man with a hat from Houston. I am so glad that you are back, that I am back, that the Pasty Tapes is back. Thank you for your patience and love and understanding as I took that mini break to rest and recharge and replenish our podcast episodes. I am so excited for what I have coming up for you in these few weeks. And that break was totally needed. And if you need a break at some point, take one. You're going to come back so much better and so much in love with the products that you're putting out. So do it. All right, let's jump into today's episode. You've heard from today's guest before. She performed in 2019 at the Burlesque Hall of Fame in the Movers, Shakers, and Innovators Showcase. She recently featured at the Ohio Burlesque Festival, and she absolutely lights up the burlesque scene here in Chicago and around the country. Today, you're going to hear her burlesque origin story, her thoughts on burlesque as a product, her thoughts on festivals, and so much more. This conversation was recorded sometime quickly after Beehoff. You are hearing my conversation with the sassy, classy, but never ashy, Shimmy LaRue. Hi, Shimmy. I am so excited to talk to you today. Hi, how are you? I am good. It is a nice summer Chicago evening. Um, how is it on your side of town? It's not bad. It's a little cool, which is a little surprising for Chicago at this time of the year, but it's lovely. Oh, so good. Okay. So today I have you on the Pasty Tapes. I'm so excited to chat with you. You were such a delight to see on stages in Chicago. You did Beehoff this year in the Mover Shakers and Innovators Showcase. I've also seen you in Indianapolis and you're doing this festival and that festival and you're also the Thursday night headliner of the Ohio Burlesque Festival. I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much. It's been a pretty special year so far. I would love to know, what is Shimmy LaRue's burlesque origin story? Well, it's a story of walking by a door and tacos. Tell me more. I'm intrigued. Those are, walking is not my favorite part, favorite thing, right? So that's not my favorite part of that combo. But tacos, oh, give me more about that. So I was having tacos with a friend of mine. And um, this was 2013 at this point, I think, 2013. Um, yeah, having tacos with a friend of mine. And, you know, we were done, super full, wanted to walk off the tacos a little bit. And so we started walking around Chicago. Um, and this is in the neighborhood that I live in. So we're in Avondale. Um, so we were just walking around a little bit. And we walked by a door that had a sign out front that said burlesque. 
And, you know, we kind of looked at the door and we saw, you know, scantily clad women, but but everyone was kind of fancy looking and it was looking kind of cool. So we, you know, stood outside and looked it up on our phones and saw that they offered burlesque teaser classes for like three bucks. Ooh. And so she and I decided it would be a blast if we just like took the class just for just for grins. And, uh, you know, we just we'll see what happens. You know, we thought it'd be like one of those like bachelorette party type things. So uh, about a week or so later, we walked into the class. It was about an hour long. We did some basic bumps and grinds, some basic like, you know, the cheap boa work or whatever. And I was hooked. Um, I absolutely loved everything about it. I I loved how I felt on I, how I felt in that class. I loved how I felt performing. Um, and I immediately signed up for classes like that day. And then I took classes there for about a year and a half. And I made my debut as a performer September of 2014. Wow. Okay. I have, did you know what burlesque was before walking by that window? No. (laughs) No idea. Okay. Did you... Do you have a dance background? Do you have any sort of performance background? Um, yes and no. So I do not have a dance background at all. Um, but I do have a background in orchestra and in theater. Um, I grew up playing uh, in orchestras, both in church and school, um, singing in choirs and ensembles. And I uh, did some musical theater. And then my freshman year of high school, I went to the high school performing and visual arts in Houston as a theater major. Um, but I was really more of a nerd than anything else. So I actually uh, spent more time on academics than performing. But I've always been a little bit of a ham. So I think no matter what, there, there was always a little bit of a performer in there no matter what I did. I mean, it has all come together. I think one of my favorite things about seeing you on stage is that you are such a joy to watch, like when you are doing something really, really sexy, uh, such a, like, you know how to steam up a room. And then when you're doing something comedic, like, I am on my ass, like, laughing so hard. I think everything you do is so effortless. I feel like if whoever's listening hasn't had a chance to see Shimmy LaRue perform before, I feel like effortless is always the word that comes to mind for me. Where do you think that came from? Uh, first, thank thank you. That's Wow, that's such a really awesome compliment. I really appreciate that. It's all um, true. <laughs> thanks. Um, I, I, think, I think it actually comes from two places. Um, one, I think that the stage is a very safe place for me. Um, being on stage allows me to kind of express myself in ways that I may not always be comfortable expressing myself off stage. Um, and I, I also enjoy the instant validation and feedback you get from from being on stage. I mean, but we're, if you're a performer, you are just a, a smidge vein. So it's, it's always lovely to get that, that feedback sooner than later. And so, you know, being on stage really kind of helps with that. But I, I think that ultimately it helps me, it helps me be a bigger, brighter person of who I am when I am not on stage. 
something I love about you as a person and as a burlesque persona is that something that you've called yourself is that you're like an auntie, right? You're an auntie in burlesque and you really commit to that. Where did that, how did you decide that you wanted to be an auntie and are you like that in real life too all the time? Tell me about this auntie burlesque life that you live. Um, so yeah, actually I am like that outside of burlesque. Um, I actually brought that from my non-performing life into my performing life. Um, even as a kid, I was always a very small adult. Um, so I, I never really was a kid kid. Um, but I, I always wanted to take care of other people. I always wanted to make sure that everyone was you know, doing the right thing that was best for them. But I also was never very maternal. I'm still not maternal in the slightest. So I was definitely more like your fun aunt, the one that would come around, you know, secretly slip you a, a glass of wine when y'all are out, you know, take you to all of the places your your parents say you really shouldn't go. But yet you're also the person that, you know, that that people come to when they have problems and really don't want any judgment and want someone to kind of help them and just, you know, be that sounding board. And so that's, that's who I am not performing. And I found that that started to bleed into who I was as a performer. So I decided to just lean into it. And um, there's just a lot that you can play with in that space of being an auntie. And so for me, it's definitely not the old sexless woman who, you know, a slaving over a kitchen and just, you know, it's it's not that auntie me. I, I consider myself, again, that fun, bougie traveling auntie that you're never sure where exactly she's coming from, what exactly she has. And uh, is that a glass of wine that she pulled out of her purse? And did she just get this random text from this, you know, 25 year old person from Germany saying like, like it's that kind of concept is, is what I've leaned into as an auntie. And I, and I think that it is hilarious and I, and I love that it's really becoming brand for me now um but I'll I'll embrace it wholeheartedly let's talk a little bit about how far burlesque has taken you in your four or five years now as a performer I feel like every time you do your monthly uh, Facebook cover changeouts it is stacked 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 with cities you were a performer who hits the road hard and hits the road often. Um, tell me some tales from the road. What's been one of your favorite out-of-town gigs that you've done? And how how do you do all of that? How how do you survive? <laughs> uh, what is sanity or sleep? I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, I, I have purposely tried to be a traveling performer. Um, I, I believe that that's one of the best ways of honing and sharpening your craft. Um, I also believe it's a really great way of getting out there and seeing what burlesque looks like around the country. Um, I think that we're pretty spoiled in Chicago. Um, we have, we have a super concentration of award-winning caliber performers, award-winning performers in the city of Chicago. And so we see burlesque that is, hyper polished, hyper stylized, like it is 
glamorous burlesque. Even when it's not glamorous, it's glamorous burlesque. And and to to compete as a performer in Chicago, you have to you have to always have your A game no matter what that game is. Um but that isn't the only kind of burlesque. And so I love traveling around the country to t- to see different styles of burlesque and to see different ways of performing it. And that inspires me as a performer. And I'm every time I go someplace, I'm looking at this going, ooh, that's a really good idea. Let me take note of that. Ooh, that's a fantastic idea. Um, so I love being on the road. And performing, um, I have been incredibly fortunate to have performed literally coast to coast. So from Atlanta, I'm sorry, Alaska to Boston. I have not been to Atlanta. Atlanta, book me. Um, I have not. I love performing in Atlanta. One of my favorite places to perform. So definitely, Atlanta. I know you're listening. Book her. Saying I haven't been to Atlanta. Just saying. Um, I've been to Alaska. I've been to Boston. I've been to New Orleans. I've been to Minneapolis. I've been to Ann Arbor. I've been to Iowa. So I've been literally all over the country. Um, and it's, it's just been absolutely wonderful. But one thing that I have also done, which is kind of unique as a performer, is I don't drive. Wait, you don't drive? Yeah. No, I don't drive. Oh, my drive. God. Okay, because I also hit the road, but I'm literally hitting the road. You don't drive. No. I've, I've, I've become incredibly acquainted with the magic of Amtrak and Greyhound. Shimmy, like, tell me about working and all of the shows that you've done and like your view on festivals. I think that would be a really interesting thing to hear from you. A very little known fact is that Dahlia Patal is actually my burlesque mom. What? I had no idea. Okay. I love Dahlia. Yes. Which is again, incredibly weird considering that I am almost 10 years older than she is. (laughs) But that being said, um, and I can also say that uh, Dahlia saved my burlesque life um i was at a point where i was getting very heavily involved with one of the burlesque schools and the school didn't really have a great reputation for treating people well um and you know me being young and inexperienced and being love bombed a little bit you know i I was like okay this is going to be great it'll be great to be part of a troupe it'll be great to be have that consistency of work um, and Dahlia pulled me aside. We had lunch one day and she pulled me aside and she said, do not join this troupe because you will not work as much as you want to as a performer. She also told me to only go to festivals if it's with people that you want to perform with or a place you've never been before. Otherwise, make those connections other places and then go to that city and get paid. And that is, uh, that's, that's information that I've, I've held very dear to me. Um, I have now done fewer festivals than I used to, but the festivals that I do now are either places that I love going to, like Freezing Tassels. Um, that's an amazing festival, by the way. The, the gals from Anchorage, from Freezing Tassels, they know how to put on a festival. Um, so it's usually either places that I love going to or it's a city I've never been to before. So that's why I'll do like Canadian festivals or I'll do, you know, a festival in the city that, you know, it's just kind of new and different. Um, But yeah, I I now look at cities and it's like, do I know someone there? And and fortunately, I've been able to network enough that I know a lot of performers in a lot of places. 
And so now I reach out to performers and say, you know, I'd love to come to this city or I'm going to be in your city at this time. You know, what's what's available? Okay, Shimmy, a thing that I love about you is that I think your muggle life, your muggle job is super interesting. Um, You are a senior product manager. You are a brand consultant. You have worked with Fortune 500 companies. How has this kick-ass muggle life and muggle job that you have helped shape your burlesque life and how you do burlesque? Um, It it actually has taught me that burlesque is a product. Um, You know, we spend a lot of time as performers thinking about it as just art. And while it is art, it is also commerce too. And it is also a product that you are ultimately selling to a marketplace. That marketplace being producers, other performers, your audience. And so if you think about burlesque like a product, that changes the way that you approach burlesque. So for example, you create pieces that are pieces that you love, but also pieces that will actually sell in the marketplace. You know, you are a little bit more mindful of how you present yourself on social media because you know that everything that you put on social media is also an unspoken audition to producers. So you also think about what that means for you in like how you create a, an act. Like for me creating an act, you know, I, I put more timelines around it and I'm, I'm more gentle with myself on putting acts on stage. Cause I believe in the concept and I am teaching a class on this too, but I, I believe in the concept of a minimum stage ready product where it is, you know, the act is complete, but it may not be, hyper polished but you know we we as artists and as performers get into a point where we're just so in our heads and we're overworking and overworking and overworking it to the point that we never actually get it on stage or we always feel like it's never good enough the only way to validate if it's really good enough or what you need to work on is by putting it out on stage and so if I think about it the same way that someone puts out an MVP of an app or a website knowing that that's not fully complete and that's going to change over time and that's okay the way I think about my act should be the same way that yes, it's complete enough. So it doesn't look like hot garbage, but it's not like the first time I did little darling was very different from the time that I did it on the Beehoff stage. But that's because the act changed over time and I iterated on it. And I, I took feedback from the audience and from other folks and I used that to help shape the act. But I wouldn't have known that if I spent all my time trying to make it perfect before I put it out on stage. Wait, that makes so much sense. I get that a lot from people who might be afraid to submit their act for a thing or maybe submit it for a peer review or something like that, right? Getting so stuck in your head, like, oh, it's not ready. It's not ready. And I definitely do that too, like as someone who's striving for perfection. But then if you step back and think about it, right, we're getting app updates like every single day right? That's a change. Like we have version like 87 of the iPhone in our hands, right? Those Mm -hmm. are all changes. Yep. And, And every single time you do that act, you get a feedback loop. And then that is, that's no different than using lean methodologies. That's all the rage in software development right now. That's no different than using lean to take what you've learned, build upon it, Use that test, you know, test it, 
build upon what you've learned and use that to iterate upon the next way, the next time you do the act. And we get that feedback immediately. When we do software development, sometimes getting that feedback can take months. I literally can get it back in 10 minutes. Right, right. They either clap or they don't, right? They either pop when this bra comes off in this certain way or they don't. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and, and for me, that's, that's the biggest connection that I've made from my muggle job into burlesque is thinking about burlesque like a product. You are blowing my mind. That totally makes sense. And if people want to learn more, they should definitely check out your website, shimmylarue.com, and book a private with you, right? Yes. Yes. I, I teach private. I'm also getting ready to launch um, a series of um, online kind of classes that you can take at your leisure. Um, so I'll, those are video classes. So that should be coming up in the next couple of months or so. And, and I'm definitely going to talk about um, how to work through and how to create a minimum stage ready product. I am super, super passionate about the business of burlesque. Um, and that's more than just, you know, social media and that kind of thing. But, you know, things like how to keep your book straight so that when you do want to start talking about taxes and you go to a tax professional, because you should go to a tax professional, that you have all of your information lined up. You know, what what does it look like to actually travel on the road? What does it look like to have a profitable tour? Um, what defines a tour? Um, So like those kinds of things I'm super and deeply passionate about. And I love sharing and talking about those things with people. Um, And also I'm just super passionate about getting out there and performing. Um, So yeah, if you, if we would like a little shimmy in your city, please reach out. I'm always uh, down to travel and uh, yeah, happy to, happy to talk. Shimmy, it was such a pleasure talking to you. I love seeing you around Chicago, around the country. I cannot wait to see what is next for you. Thank you so much for sharing your burlesque origin story and a little bit about your muggle life and how badass that is and how that has helped transform how you look at burlesque and how you do burlesque. I'm so glad we got to have this conversation. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, Shomai, this was really, really wonderful. Thank you so much for taking some time out to chat with me. This was really cool. Um, You can find me at shimmylarue.com that's s-h-i-m-m-y-l-a-r-o-u-x.com you can also find me all over social media twitter facebook and instagram at shimmylarue uh instagram will be the best way to find me i'm I'm most active on instagram thank you so much shimmy i will see you soon thank you bye-bye Thank you so much again, Shimmy. Always a delight to see you in person. Always a delight to chat with you. If you want to see Shimmy in your town, visit her Instagram, visit her website. She has the listings of where she's performing all in those places. If you are in Chicago, you can catch Shimmy at Shimmy's House Party at the Newport Theater on August 31st. It is a tribute to funk, soul, and disco. So excited. Thanks again, Shimmy. Let's take a call from the Pacey Tapes hotline. These next three callers are showing some Chicago love. Hey, this is Tony Tabasco, Pasty Tapes super fan, and I'm calling to say that my burlesque crush is Red Rum because she also did my favorite burlesque act ever, which is the uh, Another One Bites the Dust routine. It's fabulous. I could watch it over and over and over again. Sorry, you can probably hear my dog whining in the background. 
he just can't stand when I pay attention to anything else. But anyways, that's my burlesque crush, and she's amazing. And if you haven't seen it, everybody should go on YouTube and try and find it because it's amazing. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Shomai. This is Havoc calling you all the way from St. Louis. Woo! Um, I love the name of your podcast. Tasty Tapes is such a cute little name. This is great. Um, and someone that I am crushing on currently uh, is Crocodile Lightning. Um, I have never seen her perform in person before, and woo, I woo, I got the shivers now just thinking about it. Um, I think that something that is completely just electrifying is the fire that they have. Crocodile Lightning just every step and every beat and every moment moment and movement that they have is just, you know, completely electrifying. Um, the ability to work a room the way that they did and really put, you know, on a buff and grind that makes your knees weak is just, you know, is something to, to model after. Um, I think that their ability to put on a show is just immensely just a joy to watch, an absolute joy to watch. And, you know, they, they just have this spiciness about them. Just, you know, you just feel the kitty claws come out and they can just scratch up and down your spine and make you shiver and give you goosebumps. I think that their choreography and the soul that they put into every movement and every facial expression is just um, absolutely a joy to watch. And so that's who I'm currently crushing on. Um, yeah, I love your podcast and thanks for, you know, listening to me rattle on about all these beautiful babes from show me. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Tony Tabasco and Red Hot Havoc for dialing in. Do you want to give a shout out to your burlesque crush or leave some feedback or give me your favorite summer food recipe? Call the Pasty Tapes hotline at one 530 pasties in number form that is 1-530-727-8437 and leave a message. Start with your name and where you're calling from and I may use your response in a future episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Pasty Tapes. Do not forget to enter our celebration giveaway on Instagram in partnership with Looking Glass Gems. This episode was in part brought to you by the support of the Pasty Tapes fan club Special thanks to our friend-level supporters, Kits and Sass and Tony Tabasco. Special thanks to the newest fan club member, Betty Beware of the Twin Cities. Do you want to support the podcast too? Do you want sweet merch and for me to say your name on air? Join the Pasty Tapes fan club. Visit thepastytapes.com and ensure the continuation of this podcast. There are other ways to support. You can share this podcast with your friends. Hit that subscribe button, leave us five stars and a really nice review on Apple Podcasts. You can also visit the website or send me an email to learn more about sponsorship and advertisement opportunities. Send me a love note at thepacytapes at gmail.com. To further contribute to the podcast, why don't you leave me a voicemail on the Pacey Tapes hotline? You can reach me at 1-530-PASTES. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thepastytapes. You can find me, show my more, live and in person with tassels ready and twirling in St. Louis, Missouri, Richmond, Virginia, Nashville, Tennessee, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in late August through September. You can also find me at Show My More across the internet. Thank you so much for listening to the Pasty Tapes. 
I am your host, Show My More, the steamiest Asian dumpling, and I will talk with you soon.